This is an Odyssey original. This is War in Ukraine Daily. I'm Charles Feldman. And I'm Mike Simpson from the KNX Odyssey Studios in Los Angeles. With a few remaining months of calm weather in Ukraine, there are talks of offensive on both sides of the war. Ukrainians aiming to retake much of the southern coastal areas seized by the Russians. Kremlin talking about pushing forward in the east, looking for the entire Donbass region. Both armies on both sides a little exhausted, though, in terms of available fighters and weapons. And for the Ukrainians, that is where the Western aid is critical. The Ukrainians are upping their requests for Western weapons, whether it's more long-range precision missiles or fighter jets. They're re-emphasizing that this is a fight for Ukraine's very survival. This is Vladimir Putin and other Russian leaders make it clear Their goal is still the destruction of Ukraine as a sovereign, independent country. Peter Mansour is a retired U.S. Army colonel and former executive officer to General David Petraeus in Iraq. He's currently a professor of military history at The Ohio State University. Let's start with an overview, uh, Colonel. Where do you think things in Ukraine stand right now? Well, right now, I think the war is in uh, pretty much a stalemate. Uh, Russia is making incremental advances in the east in the Donbass region, but really no significant gains. And uh, Ukraine is getting significant support from the west, which is allowing it to launch some counteroffensives in the south near Crimea. So this war has a long way to go, and um, it's not certain what's going to end up. Well, right now, of course, you know, uh, people in Europe and the UK, they've been busy trying to deal with unprecedented heat. But that's eventually going to stop and they are going to have to deal with normal cold winter weather. And does that work in the end to uh, the advantage of Vladimir Putin? In the short term, yes. I mean, he he can turn off the gas spigot, uh, cause the prices to rise, fill his coffers with uh, rubles and uh make it very painful for Europe to support Ukraine. But in the long term, this is going to work against Russia because uh, Europe is busily finding other sources of energy. And uh, I think in a matter of years, you're going to see them wean themselves off of Russia, oil, Russian oil and gas. The support that's coming from us, it's coming from Europe. Has there been any wavering in that or are they still getting what they're asking for? Uh, no wavering yet. Uh, and they're not getting everything they're asking for. Uh, they want, for instance, about 60 HIMARS systems. These are the long-range rocket systems that we're providing to them to target uh, Russian artillery and ammo depots. They have 16 of them. Uh, but still, that's a significant number, and they've been having a significant impact on the battlefield. And Europe continues to supply uh, Ukraine as well with arms and ammunition. Um, but... Vladimir Putin is counting on that will weakening as uh, the pain of uh, economic sanctions hits not just Russia, but Europe as well. I remember we had uh, some expert on, I don't know, a few months ago who was making the point that historically Russians are just more used to and therefore better equipped to deal with deprivations than people are in the West. And and that uh, this particular person felt would work toward the Russians' advantage. Do you agree? Um, I do agree. Uh, It's a good point. The Russians uh, historically have dealt with deprivation because they've experienced a lot of it. On the other hand, um, they don't deal well with massive casualties 
Russian mothers uh, don't like their sons coming home in urns and body bags. Uh, actually, they cremate the remains, so they come home in urns. And this is going to work against uh, Vladimir Putin's uh, stability, the stability of his regime as time goes on. The re recent estimate by the head of the CIA is that Russia has lost 15,000 soldiers in this war, more to follow. Are we seeing any more of these comments on, on Russian state TV that come through that are, you know, reflecting that, that are against what's happening? Because we, we saw a few uh, here and there. Yeah, uh, Vladimir Putin pretty much has a lock on the media in um, in Russia, so we don't see much there. Where where you do see it sometimes is in the uh, in the blogs and and some of the uh, more private channels. Um, but um, you know, Vladimir Putin cannot keep this this war a secret from his people forever, and uh, sooner or later the reality is going to hit home to the Russian people. Uh, you know, what was it, uh, earlier this week when the president of Ukraine uh, had to get rid of some people in his inner circle because uh, I guess the allegation was that they were sympathetic to the Russian side. Is that much of an issue, do you think? Are, are there many people who are in the Ukrainian government, perhaps, whose sympathies actually don't lie with Ukraine? I really doubt it. Um you know, if there wasn't a Ukrainian nationalism before the invasion, there certainly is now. Uh, all the polls show that the Ukrainian people, by and large, I mean, 80%, 90% or more support uh, re rejecting uh, Russian demands and that they continue the war to uh, maintain their sovereignty and regain their, their territory. So I really think <laughs> that these are outliers and... Uh, Vladimir Zelensky is just uh, uh, cleaning house. So here comes the how does this end question, because there doesn't seem to be appetite for, you know, just letting Russia have what they took to have that land. Uh, Ukrainians do not want to do that. Um, Russia, of course, wants to take even more than they've got. Uh, wars usually end uh, by signing something at a table. But but what happens with this one? Yeah, there's no negotiating space. There's no shared negotiating space right now. Uh, the Russians want Ukraine to cede territory, and they want a weak and pliable Ukraine that's subservient to Moscow, and Ukraine wants none of the above. Um, so I'm not sure how this ends. I think it's going to be a long war, and it's uh, it may end up as a frozen conflict that continues on into the future um, in other ways, but um, I don't think it's going to end anytime soon. Peter Monsoor, retired U.S. Army colonel, former executive officer to General Petraeus in Iraq, and uh, currently professor of military history at The Ohio State University. Peter, thanks. This is an Odyssey original. Find us and others on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher.